Hello and welcome. My name is Father William Maestri, and this is another edition of Gabriel's Trumpet for Sunday, August the 29th. So much to talk about today. Uh, Today is the uh, memorial of the beheading of John the Baptist. Falls on Sunday, today, the 29th. Uh, Also, I would ask uh, all to uh, please remember in your prayers, especially to Our Lady of Prom Succor, the uh, people of Louisiana, especially New Orleans, where uh, I was born, raised, and up until uh, about two years ago, uh, lived blissfully there. And um, the people of the Gulf Coast, with this terrible hurricane that's now reported to be this morning, 150 miles per hour. My family that's still in New Orleans has uh, evacuated to the northern part of the state, and uh, there's massive evacuations taking place because this 150 miles an hour storm is uh, quite devastating, not to mention the water and the tidal surge, in addition to the wind. So we pray that God will shield and will restrain the effects, especially to those who are most vulnerable and those who uh, lack basic resources, that all will be protected and saved by the providence of Almighty God. So our thoughts, our prayers are certainly with the people of Louisiana and really all along the Gulf Coast there, even into Texas and that uh, they will be spared the real devastation, and that uh, God will temper it, and God will restrain its effects. And so I thank you in advance for your prayers for those people. Today is the memorial for the beheading of John the Baptist, And our gospel reading this morning comes by way of the gospel of St. Mark, verses 17 through 29. Mark 6, chapter chapter 6, verses 17 through 29. Mark chapter 6, 17 to 29, which presents the beheading of John the Baptist. And a great many of us, of course, if not all of us, are familiar with the story that um, Herod, who has uh, ordered that John be put in chains, arrested, imprisoned, uh, because of his preaching uh, against what Herod and Herodias, who is the wife of the brother of uh, Herod, they he died, and uh, Herodias... Uh, moved in and married uh, Herod. And uh, John has preached, it is not right for you to live with your brother's wife. And uh, Herodias harbored a grudge against him. And uh, she wanted to have him killed, but was unable to do so. Herod feared John, knowing him to be an upright and holy man, and kept him in custody. And so there is a birthday celebration, and Herod, uh, who is uh, drunk, 
uh, not only with power, but also with the spirits, not the Holy Spirit, of course, but with uh, wine, makes this boast that he would give uh, Salome, the daughter of Herodias, uh, anything she wants after she performs a uh, dance that pleases him. And the mother, Herodias, tells Salome, ask for the head of John the Baptist, which, of course, she does. And Herod, not wanting to back down from his very immoral, evil pledge, he wants to save face before the guest, never mind before Almighty God, uh, he acquiesces to the request, and John is beheaded. And many may wonder, well, how could this happen to John the Baptist? Go all the way back. Blessed John, granted to Elizabeth and Zechariah, who were advanced in age, and John would be the one, the last of the great prophets, to herald the birth of the Messiah and point out the Messiah in the Gospel of St. John. Behold the Lamb of God, who takes away the sins of the world. And he points to Jesus. And the disciples of John the Baptizer follow Jesus. And Jesus calls John the Baptist. There is no one born of a woman greater than John the Baptist. And in this special place, this special role in salvation history that was granted to John to be the herald the voice crying in the wilderness, make straight ye the way of the Lord, make straight his paths, fill in the rough spots, let the mountains sing, rejoice and be glad, the trees sway in joy, because the Messiah has come. And yet we find that John has been arrested brutalized, imprisoned, chained. But he can never be chained. He can never be chained because he is free. He's free where God has made him free. Chains and walls and herods of the world, they can't really chain him in because he is going to be faithful to the end. And his end is really the beginning because he will be received as a good and faithful servant into the very presence of God for all eternity. And when we think about it, Jesus has never said, if you follow me and you're faithful, a faithful disciple, everything on earth will be given to you. Blue skies, green lights, no speed bumps or head-on collisions, Throughout your life, that's a fairy tale. That's not reality. Jesus has told them time and again to pick up your cross, deny yourself, and follow me. Jesus has told them that to follow him is to drink the cup and share the baptism he will share, which is the cross. Now, many Christians today don't want to hear that. They want to hear the happy Jesus. They want the Jesus of the resurrection without the cross. They want the crown 
but not thorns. They want the resurrection, but not being buried in the tomb. Well, don't we all? But that's not discipleship. Again, that's a fairy tale. It's not reality. For Jesus said, no need to be surprised if the world hates you. Know that it has hated me before you. If you were of the world, the world would love you as its own. But because you are not of this world, the world hates you. And Jesus also says that if we, in fact, follow him faithfully, pick up our cross daily, deny ourselves, die to ourselves, where Jesus is, we also shall be. And so that is the cost of discipleship. And on this day, we pause to pray. We pray for all of those who are suffering religious persecution here in our own country, yes, in our own country, as well as around the world, where many are, are dying for the faith. They're shedding their blood. They're in prison. They're being tortured. Their heads are being lopped off in certain places, like John the Baptist, rather than denounce Jesus as Lord and Savior. We pray for them and for their families. For the church grows, the seeds of the church watered by the blood of the martyrs. And the martyrs are still with us. The martyrs didn't stop in the first, second, or third century. They continue in this very moment as we sit here in America on this August the 29th. There are many around the world who at great risk are celebrating the Eucharist or sharing the word or supporting one another in the faith as best they can. Many without priests, many without ministers of any kind. And yet they are praising and thanking God in the midst of the cross they are carrying. It's a tremendous witness and we are part of that great cloud of witnesses in our own lives. When we deny ourselves, when we turn from temptation, when we walk in the way of the Lord, when we commend others to follow the Lord, when we go out of ourselves in service and love for others, from the stranger to the family member, we are dying to ourself. We are being crucified to ourselves, so that we may truly live for God. That's our calling every day. And so today, as we honor John the Baptist and all that he stood for and stands for to the ultimate glory of God, let us be one with John the Baptist. Let us each day be martyred to sin, martyred to living only for ourselves so that each day we may truly live to the glory of God here on earth. And in God's good time, we shall be with God and all of the saints. 
forever and ever. God bless you on this very meaningful and important Sunday, August the 29th. God bless you.